I want you to share a story. Okay. Of, so you know, kind of how we went with the moments that shaped us. Mm-hmm. I want you to share a moment that was super discipleship oriented that changed you. Mm. Well, that's all the time we have here. So uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, there are none. One is one comes to mind really quick. Um, I'm sure there's there's many. Um, the one that came to mind first was when I uh, was on a summer camp staff, mm-hmm. and um, so for seven, eight weeks, I was with the same group of people, specifically the same group of guys. Yeah. Um, man, I, I'm going to get this number wrong. Maybe maybe 25 of us, maybe. And um, we every Monday morning, I think before camp got going for that week, we would have our kind of guys time. I think we literally called it guys time. Sick. If I'm getting that wrong and somebody hears this, I'm sorry. Um, it's not about the name. It's about the process. Mm. Come on. Uh, but I remember those times being really um, impactful for my discipleship because there would be uh, either um, th- at the time Clayton King, um, to name drop someone, yeah. uh, might, might be leading that discussion. There were other guys um, on this, a guy named Zach, Zach and Justin – um, who would lead those times, and they would they would walk us through scripture. They would walk us through things that I had never thought, and then lead us through discussion where we were really open and honest with each other of our thoughts and struggles. And we would mm. we would both open up in the large group of guys together, and there was a lot of um, a lot of that going on, a lot of confession happening. Um, and I just remember those times specifically shaping my. Um, I mean, I, I think love of. The word, but also the a, a prime example for a commu- community. How I needed community, how it in in the context of community and and mm. walking life together, we just need that. And I think that was the shaping. The, the, it shaped me so much that I was like, "This is." Um, it doesn't have to be twenty five guys, but I, it, it was it was a really um, impactful season of life. Those two summers that I did that shaped my understanding of a lot of scripture and how I thought about things and how I thought about accountability and trust between guys. And so it, it pushed me forward, I think, in my maturity as a, as a Christian in those two summers. And there were things that guys would say to me, speak life into me. I was the Holy Spirit, you know, just moved in those times. And so, yeah, that, that was, that's one that comes to mind really quickly. Discipleship with a P. Part three. Part three. Part three, man. This is part three. We have done part four, five, six. Listen, coming to you soon. This is it's starting to just become what we talk about from now on. I mean, it is a conversation. It is a conversation. So I mean, from now on to the end of time. But not for us. But this is part three, and we'll be the last. For a while. For a while on this specific topic. If you haven't heard, if you're listening to this now, make sure that you go listen to part one and two 
Um, in those podcasts, we kind of gave definitions for discipleship and, and how, um, what it looks like to be discipled. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so make sure that you're listening to that. But today, really the focus is how to disciple someone, when to dis- all of those questions, like how to be the discipler. Yeah. And so that's obviously another big, broad kind of topic. But I think we both had experience in doing that. We've seen guys do it. We failed in it. Um, I think we've had some success mm-hmm. in it. Um, so, yeah, just want to have a conversation about that with you, man, and just our successes and what we think on how to yeah. disciple someone. I, I think that, I mean, before we get into the things that we're going to get into, I, I this just came to mind. I think that we have overcomplicated discipleship, and we made it this super complex yep. thing. Yep. And it is there is complexity to it, but I, I, I think it's actually... It's print the idea and the things that you do. Right, the process is easy, but it ta- it's sacrificial. Does yeah. that make sense? Like I think it, it decide, just to want to disciple someone or be obedient in the great commission of discipling individuals. It's a sacrificial thing. Discipleship is is simple, but it's weighty. It, it's, yeah. it's it takes a lot of energy and time and spirit. Yeah, and I think. I think the reason I think people want an instant thing. Mm-hmm. I think they want to do discipleship in a month or two and then be done and move on to the next people because they want a lot of results. I think that they want to kind of just do an instant discipleship. And right. it doesn't work that way. And I think because their instant discipleship isn't succeeding or this instantaneous mm-hmm. um, reproducible mm-hmm. blowing up thing mm-hmm. isn't happening, I think they think that discipleship is failing. Or they don't know how to do it, right? And I, I think the first thing that people have to come when, when it comes to like, I want to disciple someone. I think you you need to come in humility, mm-hmm. um, and then I think you need to realize that this is a very sacrificial, and it's it is a hard thing. It takes right. it takes a lot of time, energy, effort. Yeah. Um, but what you actually do is it, it's actually a simple, it's yeah, a simple formula. It's just right takes a lot of things. So I, I wanted to say that. I don't know why I want to say that. No, that's perfect. And I think it sets up the conversation because, um, and a lot of, if you, I know we have people on this podcast that have been in the church, they've, they've walked with the Lord for a while and, um, they see the great commission go, therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, all those yeah. things, um, which we talked about in the, in the first, um, part of this podcast. But, I think that a lot of them may be asking the question, okay, so I, I, I'm called to make disciples. How do I do that? Who do I disciple? Um, and there's a lot lot there, um, but I think it's important to to maybe give some direction. And I like what you said, you know, approach it with kind of open-handed humility, yeah. knowing that it's going to – it takes – it's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's not instant. Um you're not going to go share a couple of Bible verses with someone for a month and see radical change in their life and your life. Um, it's going to take time mm-hmm. and pouring things out. And so, and obviously, we're kind of talking in the framework of more of an intentional discipleship relationship, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can, you, can you explain that maybe just for a second? Like when we're talking, because I mean, we're talking in Matthew 28 about go, therefore, make disciples. It's like that as you're going, you're sharing the gospel, you're being evangelistic with people. Um, you're, you, part of you making disciples is sharing the gospel with those who would not know the gospel. And then from that, 
leading them to yeah. follow Christ, helping them follow Christ. Like that's all part of the process. And so we're kind of we're not getting so much into that side of it as much as the intentional, maybe the second step process of when you find someone who maybe is a young believer or kind of on the fence, or they're they're just trying to learn the ways of the faith and follow the Lord. How do you come alongside someone like that? Do you know what I'm you get what I'm saying? There? I think I think I know. You're, and you can yeah. fill in for. So I think that there's mo- multiple levels. Um, in a, in the discipleship process, which we've said that in the other two podcasts, I think. Yeah. But the, one of the things that you you have to realize with discipleship is, um, that I don't know, man. That there, I I I am under the impression that you can quote unquote. Now, don't get super technical with me. I think you can disciple a non-believer. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Like I think that there is a discipling process because disciple just means a student. Right. And there are people who are lost who are interested in Jesus and know more about Jesus. Yes. And they and they actually will go through scripture with you. Yeah. I think that is a, a discipling relationship. Agreed. But I think what we kinda we're we're kinda not going in that direction. I think what what are what who and what and how and all the questions are with someone who has fallen in love with Jesus. They've accepted Christ. They've come from death to life. And what is something you can do intentionally, relationally, and all the things with an individual who wants to take those next steps of faith? Yeah. And essentially kind of guiding them and equipping the saints, like yeah. Paul talks about in Ephesians, yeah. to where in the in the context of community, which we talked about, and where they can grow together in the Lord, uh, kind of down this pathway. Mm-hmm. Um and, and giving them the tools to where they can grow and help others grow as well. Exactly. That's. I think that's. I, I mean. That's exactly that, is right. That, is that? No. One hundred percent. That's exactly right. And one of the verses that I, I that I tend to go back to, um, it's in Second Timothy two, um, and I'm just gonna read the first two verses. I might read three because more scriptures better. Um, but verse one says, "You therefore, my son," he's talking. Paul's talking to Timothy. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Right. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, church, and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So one of the things, and again, I don't think we know fully what we're doing. Right. I don't think we have this this be all process. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're doing everything right. I think we're figuring it out and. Yeah, we're figuring out the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to figuring out who to disciple and who to enter into this intentional relationship with, I think one, the two things I begin to look for is I, I take the picture of Jesus where it, it seems like the masses were pressing into him, um, it, but also the disciples he just didn't randomly pick. He kind of knew of them. Right. And I think there were people who were pressing into his life. That's slightly speculative. Sure. But um, Andrew and I don't remember the other disciple who was with John the Baptist, but they saw Jesus. They heard that John the Baptist said, this is Jesus Messiah, and they started pressing in. Yeah. And they really wanted to know um, this guy. They wanted to follow this guy. Yeah. And so those were two of the ones that Jesus picked. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think when it comes to f- figuring out in your life who are the people who are Faithful to Christ, faithful men yeah. who are pressing into your life, and they're really wanting to learn. Like they have some sort of a desire to learn from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that those may be some guideposts, yeah, for people you can start to not necessarily go into this deeply intentional rela- uh, discipleship relationship with, but maybe 
kind of take a half step in that direction of saying, okay, can this become yeah. an intentional disciple in yes. relationship? And um, they also, the, one of the things that Paul said, they, they need to be willing to teach others also. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tend to look for people who are pressing in, but then I also look for people who are teachable and who are willing to teach others. Mm-hmm. That, that, when it comes to making the best use of my time, because yeah. I don't have a lot. I wish I could disciple everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you wish you could disciple everyone. Yeah. But when you begin to disciple like a disciple a lot of people or invest in a lot of people, you're actually not doing much for them. Right. And I think I think Josh Glimp has said this a lot. I do for a few what I wish I could do for all. Yeah. And so I, I figure out who those few are. Mm-hmm. And I do for them what I wish I really could do for everyone. Yeah. Um, but the things I look for, pressing in. Are they teachable, coachable? Some people say coachable. Yeah. And are they willing to teach others? Yeah. I think those that, those are things I look for. I don't no, know what, what, what do you? No, that's exactly right. Kind I of the who part. The who, yeah. So the who who do we disciple? So as believers, we're looking who do we disciple? And I think, man, exactly. I'm 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 very like in line with what what you're saying. Yeah. You're looking for those that are leaning in around you. So like I have a, I would say me and you have very similar. Um, personality uh, traits in the sense of, and, and we're both in ministry. So we're, we're in context where we're around a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we're in leadership. We're leading at a high capacity in the local church in our local churches. And so we're around a lot of people. We see a lot of people. We have those connections. Mm-hmm. So from our angle, uh, we probably kind of struggle more on the, the not being having the bandwidth with like people we see and they're kind of around us where someone on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you're more, you know, um, you know, more introverted or you don't have a lot of, uh, you don't have a lot of relationships around you, even in the church. And that's okay. I mean, if you have, you know, five, six relationships in the church, like deep relationships, that's a really good thing. Um, but that, that may be like your bandwidth. Hmm. And so the question I think comes down to the who is, it always kind of starts with who's around you, mm-hmm. right? And and what I mean, and kind of what you said, you're looking for those that are pressing in. Like I think for me, um, a guy that I've um, been walking with uh, for a while now uh, came from really just him being around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't, we didn't start out with, I mean, I, I didn't meet up with him thinking, okay, this is going to be a guy that I'm going to disciple. Um, actually, I was like, I don't know if this is going to really go anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, he's kind of got his thing, and then he just kind of kept coming around, and he kept asking to meet, and he kept sending me text messages, kept calling me. We kept seeing each other, and and I was like, Lord, is this like somebody that I need to be intentional with? And I think that's a key step. It's like, Lord, who would you have me walk with? Mm. And if you're open to that from the Lord, because who he brings to you, who who who's around you may not be the people that you... Because I know yeah. my tendency is to look for the... Uh, and not saying this guy wasn't cool or anything like that, but looking for, um, you know, maybe a certain type of person. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe even someone who's similar in personality to you, someone who really clicks with you that you like. Maybe you love the same sport teams. And we've talked about this with, like, community. We're always looking for, like, the people that same stage of life, same amount of kids. Uh, we both, you know, love the same type of pizza, whatever. And I think what the Lord would have us do is actually walk with people that may not be at all like us, mm-hmm. uh, that are very different. Um, yeah. This guy is very different than I am. and But it's actually become a very fruitful relationship. Mm. And I didn't think it would be, but he was just around. So I think the first question is, if you're looking for who do I disciple, who's around you? Yeah. Um, who 
who's around you that um, you can see would would benefit from having someone say, "Hey, this is how I follow the Lord." And yeah. we're gonna get. I think we'll get into this more in the how to disciple. But first question is, who would the Lord have you walk with, and who's who is He put around you that you're starting to see like this person seems like hungry for something, hungry, kind of what you were talking about. They have the the capacity yeah. to, to really go in, and they also have the capacity to want to teach. They, they also, like, you see it in them, yeah. and that takes some prayer and vision and stuff. And, and this is like kind of pastor talk as well. I, I get that, because some people may not think this way. I think, simply put, who's around you? Yeah. Really, that's the question I would ask. Who's around you? No, that's really good. I think one of the things that came to mind when you were, when you were saying the who's around you, I, practically, what this what I, what this has looked like for me, and what I think it could look like for people even outside of ministry, mm-hmm. is again we're going to emphasize the local church always. Be involved in the local church. Um, make sure that you are pursuing Christ and growing in Christ. Yeah. Make sure you're in small like how it, however you you're finding your community and growing in the Lord. And then if you're doing that and you're serving and you're being evangelistic and you're doing all the things. Um, I think one of the questions I tend to ask is I ask the Lord, and this is a prayer that one of my mentors taught me, Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, please give me your eyes to see people how you see people. Yeah, that's so good. Because what you just said is, dude, I'm going to be for real. There are some people I've discipled who irritate me Mm -hmm. to the nth degree. I Mm -hmm. don't, and there's some people I've discipled, and this goes back to uh, my time before Jacksonville, that just got on my ever-loving nerves. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a huge fan of them. I didn't like them, but now I love them with my whole heart, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. it, but if I would have let, allowed the quote-unquote chemistry thing to be a, 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 yeah. a metric of this will be who I disciple, can't it can't be. And so I think relying on the Holy Spirit to give you the eyes of Jesus is actually super good because Jesus noticed weird things throughout the Gospels. Like, it says Jesus took notice of this. Jesus took notice of that. Jesus took notice of two boats. Jesus took notice of yeah. uh, this demon-possessed guy. And it's just weird who Jesus took notice of. And so I, I ask the Lord to help me take notice of people how he takes notice of people. I don't always do that, but that's one thing that's that so I do. Good. Yeah. And then as you're relying on the Holy Spirit, he'll give you insight. He gives you, The Holy Spirit gives you weird insight into people's lives. Yeah. The second thing that I, I, I tend to do is I want to be a I, I'm you know I struggle with this I'm not the best at this but I try to be a person of encouragement yeah um, yeah, yeah I I tend to be a person more of I'm going to challenge you but I try to be encouraging yeah and so sanctification man the Lord has done a work Amen brother <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that I think that people I think we need to be people of encouragement and people who uplift individuals because hmm. um, that's what Jesus did um, especially with the broken heart of the sinners and one of the things I've noticed is Man, people today simply don't think that they have anything to offer. Yeah. And I think that they really degrade themselves, and I think they're really hard on themselves, and I don't think they extend grace to themselves, and I don't think they have a biblical picture of how Christ sees them. And so because Jesus has given us insight and how to see them, begin to speak those things to them. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, one of the guys that we reference and make fun of a lot that I've discipled, (laughs) One of the things that I think, I don't remember how it first started, but we started meeting up, and I began to see some things in his life. And so, like, good things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, you're really good at this. Hey, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but I really believe in you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I just began to speak life into them, and I yes. and it was, I hope it was things that Christ was 
giving yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I noticed that when I started doing that, those individuals really received it, and they started pressing in more. Mm-hmm. And they that not they weren't just around me, but they were pressing in around me. And I was like, okay, maybe this needs to be a relationship that I need to be. And you can do this at work. Yeah. Like my my wife works at a chiropractic office. She work, has people she works with. She has pay, like she sees patients all the time. She I, she could like she could say, okay, Jesus, give me your eyes and help me see people how you see. She has built wonderful relationships with the patients that go to Thrive. Mm. Um, some like some where like she'll even br- they'll bring her coffee or or stuff stuff like that. And she's beginning to build relationships in a normal working environment. That's not yeah. um, necessarily the church. Yeah. And so anybody can do that. You can do that at Ring Power. You can do that at Starbucks. You can do that at Chick-fil-A. Lord, just give me your eyes. Help me see what you see in people and help me just be a light and encouragement and speak life into people. But then, you just need to know, if you do that, people are going to begin surrounding you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to be like, I can't invest in all these people. Right. So what do I right? What do I do? And yeah. That's, I just wanted to emphasize that. No, that's so that's yeah. that's that's it, man. I think, you know, it's actually when you start praying, and if your heart is to disciple, and you know, as Christians, we're called to do that. Yeah. Um, you, the Lord, the Lord's going to make it aware. He's going to bring people to you. So mm-hmm. if you ask, get ready. Um, again, it's it's probably not going to be the people you expect. Um, and it's probably going to be the people that, um, like you said, may irritate you. Oh yeah, may probably will. And, and no, they um, will. You know, like <laughs> it's not probably. Uh, you know, we're not we're not promising it, but we're promising it. And because I, I mean, I think that's been our experience as people that we don't necessarily initially click with, but um, how the Lord does stuff with that. So just be very open to who's around you. I think is is key, and which leads kind of into the second question of. So now that you see people, how? Yeah. Like how, how do you go even about it? Um, and you said something a second ago I think is really key to lean in on. You know, I think a lot of people don't think they have anything to give. You're, the, the, the common thing that we hear from people all the time is, I don't know the Bible well enough to do that. Yeah. Or I don't, I don't know if I'm old enough to do that. Or I've, I'm, I, I got junk going on in my life. Mm. And, I, and I, I get all that. But to be clear, I feel that way all the time, and I think that's one of the biggest tools of of Satan and the enemy, really, to come come against you and say stuff like, you know, that you're not um, you're not good enough to do this. Because because ultimately, the reality is none of us are, and what we're doing back to our original conversations is we're pointing people to the actual one that we're wanting to like. We're 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 you know. Uh, you know, Paul in First Corinthians eleven. You know, follow my example as I follow Christ as the example. Yeah. So I'm following Christ. Come follow Christ with me, which I'm kind of spoiler alert a little bit on how to disciple. But I think that's a uh, that's where we got to start. No spoiler alert, man. It's in it's in the scriptures. Go read that. Go read that spoiler. Bible. Spoiler alert in First Corinthians. <laughs> I just gave away chapter eleven. If you started chapter one hey. today. No, I, the, great. No, so like, how? What's the next step? Yeah. If you're doing this whole Jesus, give me your eyes, uh, looking around the the people. What do you have to offer? Yeah. Um, I, I, dude. So people are so. I think there's such a hunger today for relationship, mm-hmm. and I think that's the key. That's one of the keys to discipleship. It's very relational. It's a very relational thing. It's not just this thing where it's this transactional relationship. It's no, this is deep, yeah. live life with relationship. And so when you've seen the people who are pressing into you and then you start questioning, okay, who, who, like there's 10 people 
I can't invest in all these people, but I, I want to, I want to be available for all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you, what you do, and I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you do, but what I tend to do is I just, I'll, I'll initiate a few of them and I'll say, Hey, would love to get coffee with you soon. Let text me and let's yeah. set that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I will I will say, hey, let's get coffee. When can you get coffee? And then they'll say, oh, I'll get back to you. But what ends up happening is people who are really hungry, they're really wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. Those people will immediately text you. Yeah. And and it's not because you're great. It's they're really desiring to grow in the Lord. Yeah. They're, the Holy Spirit's doing something in their life, and so they they will they will immediately want to get lunch or coffee or they'll come to dinner. Um, but this is also the first thing. You're inviting them into your life. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be dinner at first and inviting them into your home unless you just completely feel compelled to do that. Right, right, right. But it is like, let's invite them into your life. Let's meet me at this coffee shop and let's just talk. And mm-hmm. you don't you don't need to say, all right, let's open up our Bibles and let's, let's get these books and let's go through all of this curriculum. No, it's more like, I just want to get to know you. Yep. And I want to hear what the Lord's doing in your life. Yep. It doesn't need to be non-spiritual. But it does need to be like, let's just talk things through. Mm. And and I, I think the Lord does something in those moments when believers just get together and they just talk about life. I think those are special moments. Yeah. Um, and typically what ends up happening after that is some of them will mention, we gotta do this again. Yeah. Or they'll they'll say, Man, this really this is what I really needed. And you begin to listen to things like, Oh, this is something they may I might might actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a part where you're like you could text them afterwards and say, "Hey, man, I really enjoyed. Would love to do it again. Just let me know when." Yeah. Um, and just see, and it, it kind of it, it's it's mutual. It's you're doing something to initiate, but they're also it's there's a part that's in their core. It needs to be a mutual thing. Yeah. yeah. There needs to be mutuality. You don't need to be constantly going to them saying, "Bro, would love to disciple you," or you don't say those phrases because yeah, yeah. that's kind of sounds arrogant. But you you would say, <laughs> "Hey, man, I really want to meet up with you. Really want to um, just talk about the Lord," and and you you do all these things, and they're like. There's this wall, this awkward wall. Like, no, man. Like, yeah. I don't, and they and they just come up with excuses or reasons why not to. And that's typically, like, hey, I'm my feelings aren't hurt. Yeah, that means this is just not a, a relationship I need to completely invest in, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I still pray for those individuals. Yeah. And um, I start investing or meeting up regularly, organically, with those that press back. Like, it's a mutual relationship. Yeah, I, mutuality. Mutuality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and I've actually learned a lot from you in this, man. I think um, I, I, you know, I probably, and some of you guys maybe listening think, okay, well, I'm going to go find somebody. I'm going to say, hey, I want to disciple you. Um, and I think that was probably more my vibe where I would go to people, like I would seek people, mm-hmm. um, which that's kind of what we're saying. Look who's around you. But I would, I would seek people. I think there's some good in that. There's also like a hunger, I think, in me and some others where we like we just seek to just give out knowledge and 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 be the uh, the sage. This, this, yeah, the sage, right? And I, you know, have have this like this complex, I think. And uh, but I think what I've picked up from you and just uh, some trial and error is just. When you see and locate some people and you feel like the Lord has put some people, you know, around you, whether it's one or two, um, and I think initiating just kind of starting and just seeing what you get back is is key. What you're saying is is just be be available. Yeah. So open yourself up and and see if they're receptive to that. And then continue to open more up to to like this relationship. Um, I'm not necessarily saying like open up by sharing deep things. I'm just saying, open up your life a little bit, open yeah. up your schedule. Um, and so I think 
when, when I've located people that are around me, um, and again, kind of in the same mind, doing with few what I wish I could do with all. So mm-hmm. don't go and just now, if you listen to this, go text 20 people and just see, because you might get 19 back and now you're overwhelmed. So yeah. think of like maybe just a couple people, open it up and just see what you get back. And as you meet with them, you'll know pretty quickly, mm-hmm. like if it's going to be something um, that you, and I would say it's a, this is a long game process. Yeah. Like, I don't think after you meet, and I don't think we've ever met with somebody um, and, and initiated some of these things and gotten back like, okay, we're going to meet every yeah. Wednesday at nine and we're going to read systematic theology together. And like, that just doesn't happen. I think... I also don't think that you should do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has a different podcast. <laughs> that's a different uh, podcast. Yeah. So if you're reading systematic theology, this isn't a knock, but it's a knock. And... Um, love you, Southern. <laughs> well, yeah, we love you, Southern people and Wayne Grudem. That's fine. And, and Gordon Conwell. We could throw Gordon Conwell. Let's start just dropping seminaries. seminaries. That's I mean, that's our seminaries. Yeah. Probably. We just got kicked out of school. But what I'm saying is, I think... As you just continue to build on that relationship, be patient with it. Yeah. Continue to continue just to have you know times where you have coffee and and, and learn about somebody. Don't yeah. come in with an agenda saying, okay, well I'm going to read the Book of John with this person. Start you know have have just where you just get to know them, get to know their heart, hear their story, learn more about them, see things that they're and then the, that kind of leads to things that they're wrestling with and struggling with, and then you just start praying for one another, and then you're you know before you know it, you're becoming close because. You're being, yeah. you're seeing their heart. You're revealing uh-huh. yours, and then that opens up opportunity for them to come into your home, for them to um, see your life. Then you give them opportunities to see how you're following the Lord, and then from that, I think you can then get more strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would say that you know, me and uh, the guy that I mentioned a minute ago, um, his name's Devin. You have a Devin as well. I do have a Devin. Um, they're different Devins, but. Devin, nonetheless, they're di- they're they're different. They're Devin. very different. They're Devins. different. Devins, uh, for sure. <laughs> but but I, you know, so my Devin, um, I really we met for the longest time, and and it was just we would hang out, we would get food together, we would coffee together, we would go mm-hmm. to each other's houses, and uh, and the relationship just grew. And he was also a worship leader, and he, we were serving together, and and um, and then. As that began to grow, you know, I mean, that's a couple of years of doing that. And, um, you know, I just asked him out one day, kind of, would you want to get, you know, a little bit more serious where we do this? I'm thinking about doing this a little more strategic where, you know, we, mm. we can read, like, I'm going to ask you these three questions every week. Yeah. Like, I have a system now that I'm implementing. But that didn't start from the get-go. It was just like, hey, we're going to meet. We're just going to hang out. You know, we're going to be intentional as we go. We're going to grow more and more intentional. But mm. now we have, like, a system. But that's three or four years in. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it has to be – I'm not putting a time frame on it. But I am saying that I don't think you should start there. But you can definitely get there and be more intentional because I think systems and uh, can be a really good thing. Um, and you, you've you've implemented some great, like, structure to groups and discipleship stuff. But they didn't start there. It did not. They started with you just sitting across the table with somebody and then allowing them to, into your life a little bit, you getting to see their life. And then it became more and more pointed and intentional. Yeah. One, you just reminded me of a few things also. I One of the things that I do is I, I also, like, do, like, fun things. So like if I'm going bowling, which 
I don't go bowling often. I, this is the, I, me and my family went bowling this past weekend. So, um, it, I, if I go bowling or top golf, I, some people surf. Whatever, like whatever the activities. See if there's a common interest, or if the, that individual is willing to just go try that thing out. Yeah, like you, you go skeet shooting or something, mm-hmm. and invite them into those spaces and just build. Like that's another relational thing. But what I will do is when I'm meeting with them regularly in those moments, is I tend to be vulnerable. And yeah. I share some of the things that I've wrestled with. And I already start, like, because usually vulnerability begets vulnerability. And so I begin to be vulnerable with them, and then they start opening up about their yeah. the things they wrestle with, the things yeah. they're tempted with. And the other thing I start I do is I, I don't know if this is good. The first, I mean, this first one's good. I usually share something from my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what the Lord taught, taught me. If I hadn't had a quiet time that day, I, I've done this a few times. I said, hey, have you had a quiet time today? And they usually say no. And I said, I haven't either. Let's read scripture real quick. Come on. And I just pull out my Bible, and I just say, I don't I don't even know what this verse is, but we're going to, I'm in Psalms. The next Psalm is this, and I'll read the Psalm with them. And, I, and I'm like, man, this is, and I'll just share, like, isn't God cool in this? Yeah. And, that's so this good. is what it says about me. And I've done that, even if I've missed my quiet, because some people don't want to bring up scripture because they haven't. And I'm like, no. Say I miss my quiet time too. Let them see, like, yeah, he misses them too. Yeah, and then like, let, let's just go through it together. Yeah, um, and that has been impactful for a lot of people. Um, but it, I begin just organically talking about what the Lord's teaching me, mm-hmm. and then I will either say they will either start saying that oh this is what the Lord's teaching me, or you hear silence, and then you guys say hey, what's the Lord teaching you? And like, hey man, I just haven't been in the Word. I'm like, and I, I usually say we'll try to get in the Word 15 minutes a day. Yeah, and then it's usually what happens like, well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like I know I don't really know where to start in scripture. And I'm like, well, maybe let's just, and then that's kind of how I transition. I was like, well, maybe let's just maybe go through a small letter in the New Testament together. Yeah, or let's go through a book. Or um, is there anything that you want to learn? And I just see where they are. Yeah, and then I kind of just go in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then as that progresses. What uh, we're that this might be a year or two. This isn't like what you said. Yeah. This is slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I I met. I know we we've talked about multiple people. I, there's some people I met with you almost a year and three or four months before it became super like structured. Yeah. Uh, and once that happens, what if they if they are really equipped with the Word of God and they are really equipped with learning how to pray, like they're talking to God, they're communing with God, there will be a growth that you can't explain in them. Mm-hmm. And what will typically happen is they're not going to be satisfied with where they are with the relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. When they've encountered the presence of God through His Word and through His people, you won't be able to stop what happens next. And I think what tends to happen is they want they want the next thing. Yeah, um, they're like, "What? Well, I want to grow. I want to learn more about Him." And that's when I when that little marker's there, that's when I go into a more structured thing. Yeah, and so that's good. That's kind of what I, you just made me re- re- reminded me of that. No, that's 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 it, man. And I think, um, and everybody's different, but I think what we just described, kind of at the beginning, front end of that, before you even get into more like structure, we're gonna do a Bible study, whatever it is that you you know that's like you you have in your mind, like this would be discipleship. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think really what it is is you just simply finding someone that you see. And just being intentional enough with them to where you're, you're, you're you open your your schedule up to meet with them occasionally, yep. you invite them to things, 
you invite them to sit at your table. I think that's a big key, inviting, inviting mm-hmm. them into your home life, seeing you and your relationship with your roommates or your wife or um, seeing things that you struggle with. Like, you start letting someone come to things, mm-hmm. and you're, they're going to quickly see that you are not Jesus, which I think is important. Yeah, you're, you're wanting to show them that you're trying to follow the Lord with everything you have too, and you're imperfect to doing that. And as your imperfections show, yeah, they're going to realize, oh man, like he's just trying to follow Jesus. I'm just trying to follow Jesus. I want to learn how to do, you know. And like, there's a hunger that's going to, you know, a realness and authenticity that comes comes from that. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I just I think that's really simple. What we've just described there is really, really simple, and I think it's supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it just it's gonna take a part of you, yeah. and it and man, I, I, as we're talking about this, I'm just thinking about you know men and women that are just you know probably listening to this and are they're like, man, I'm just super busy. Um, you know, I I have my kids, my family, and and, and to be fair, and we kind of talk about this like. If you have kids and a family, you're discipling them. Mm-hmm. So you're doing this with them. Obviously, and it's going to look different, but like that's your prime people to disciple. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast. But but that's your prime people you're discipling. But I would just encourage you, ask what the Lord would have of you, because the Lord has given you gifts and strengths that Cam and Stephen don't have, that your pastor doesn't have, yeah. or that the worship leader doesn't have. And, and God has specifically gifted you to speak into someone's life and to walk with someone. And if you're just closed off because of busyness, you might need to rate like what's important to you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I get it. Seasons are crazy and, and life is hard. But I think what we just described, it just takes really, we're not asking, the Bible's not saying, you know, you go and find 25 people and start a Bible study and begin to just pour into 25 people. Obviously, the Lord has put that in your heart. Do it. But God says, like, as you're going, make disciples. And mm-hmm. so see who's around you. And if it's just one person, just yeah. pray, like, God, what would you have me do here? And and be very open to that. And I think it's going to be sacrificial. Um, and it's going to be uncomfortable. But the Lord has that for us. Yeah. We have to be open to it. I, th- I, I, I think one of the things to add on to what you just said, I think if you stop at what we just have said, I think discipleship will be deficient. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be enough. I think this, yeah. these are all the starting points. The, the thing that I think, if you, you are truly experiencing the presence of God, you are in communion with the Lord, mm-hmm. and you're helping others to walk in that. So you're being obedient, you're helping others walk into obedience. Yeah. I think the reason discipleship programs are deficient in a lot of churches today is because they stay within the walls of the church. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is knowing Jesus automatically leads to where you can't shut up about Jesus. Yep. And I think that usually people aren't being evangelistic. I don't think people are reaching people. I'm not saying you have to go preach on the street corners. I'm saying what's been most impactful in my life is being at the table with a lost person that someone that's disciple me has, ha- has in their home. Yeah. And I, I think when it's starting to begin to reach out instead of just within the walls of the church and it's all about yeah. the church, but when it reaches out the wall, outside the walls of the church and when individuals see their disciple are doing that, mm. however it looks like with however they're uniquely designed, we're all called to reach people. Yep. Um, some people do it as the introvert where they invite one person into their home. Some people are talking to 20 or 30 people doing apologetics. It varies depending on who you are, mm-hmm. um, but we're all called to go in that direction. And I think when you invite 
people into the space where you're reaching people. Yeah. That is the game changer in discipleship. Mm-hmm. Evangelism is the game changer. Evangelism really evangelism is the fire that lights it all up. Yeah. And when you when a disciple or mentor or whatever you want to call them either sees you lead someone to Jesus or they get to be a part of leading someone to Jesus, it changes the entire game. Yeah. I think that's why things have become boring and dry is because we're not we're staying within our walls of our church, not reaching mm. our communities. And I, I, I think that that's not what Jesus would have done. I think we're not being like Jesus if we're staying within the walls of our church. Yeah. I think we're being less like Jesus. Jesus was with lost people all the time, um, and he had family responsibilities because he was taking care of his mom. That's what you see on the cross. He told John, you are now responsible for my mom. And that's because... We believe Joseph probably died at that point. So um, I, I think that it's super sacrificial. And I, I think when you equip um, the individuals to do the work of the ministry and they start doing crazy things for the Lord, mm-hmm. I think you're beginning to tap into discipleship. I, I, I think one of the... Let's, let's make it a super simple, less uh, Christian jargon mm-hmm. story. I don't know how true this story is, but I heard it once. There was a mother who invited this girl into just come to her home. So I think she she was married, had two or three girls. One was a teenager. She allowed. She said, "Hey, I want you to help me cook the meal for the family." And so the girl had never cooked. She didn't have a family that ever taught her to cook. So she's cooking. She's doing all these things with this. They're laughing in the kitchen. She's never had this with her mom. Um, she, they end up eating dinner at, at the table. They pray over the meal, um, thanking Jesus for provision. And then what ends up happening, there's an altercation that happens between the mom and the teenage daughter where the daughter just yells. The mom ends up weeping, and then she just prays softly to herself, Lord, help me in this, Hmm. and help me love my daughter well, um, and help me not take this super personal, and help me look past it. The girl that they she invited into that space was immensely discipled in that moment. Yeah, um, because she got to see a normal person cook a meal, live life with them. She got to see that they love the Lord enough to thank Him for the food. But then, in one a, a hard moment when it seemed like her daughter hated their mother, she's weeping because she doesn't know what to do, and she lets her that this disciple see that. Hmm. And then she she what does she do in her hard times? She turns to the Lord. That's discipleship. Yeah, um, that's a part of discipleship. Yeah, um, and I think that is super uh, important. Again, I don't know the accuracy of that story. That's I just, great. That's I a just great example, it. man. It, that's how simple discipleship can be, but yep. it's sacrificial and it's inviting people into your home. It's a risky business. It's a risky business, and it takes something, man. It's going to take time. It's going to take. A little bit of bleeding for real, like you're gonna show a lot of yourself and failures, and yeah. you're gonna have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, we need to all be more okay with that. I think yeah. showing people that we're not this perfect Instagram version of ourselves, but we're we're real and we have issues, and our marriages at times are a struggle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more we can let younger believers see that stuff, the more we're going to long. And, and be desperate for Christ together. Yeah. Um, and I know some of the most impactful discipleship moments for me as as we, you know, you asked me a little bit ago, a lot of them come down to seeing how other believers have handled, have handled certain situations. Yeah. 
and 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 walked life and done things. Mm-hmm. Um, how they talked to that guy at the gas station, or how they, you know, um, spoke to their kids in that moment. Yeah. How they apologized to their kids because they maybe shouldn't have said that that way. Um, yeah, there's just so much there, and I think I think it's 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 like you said, it's risky business. Risky business. Risky business, but it's worth it, man. And so it's, worth it. And it's you get to see the Lord work in some amazing ways. Um, you may not see it initially. You get to experience won't. the Lord in some amazing ways. Yeah, it's good because you're you're attempting to do it. You're tr- trying to be more like Him, and this is what He did. Yep. And I I think. To, if you're hearing all this and you're overwhelmed by all the little things that we have just said, go back to the beginning. Get in God's Word. Create a relationship with the Lord if there's not one. And He's He's waiting. Draw near to God and He will draw near to That's you. Right. And then begin asking God to give you His eyes and help Him see people how He sees people. Start there. And if you truly are communing with the Lord, you're practicing His presence. And you come to that humble posture of saying, God, if there's anybody, let me just see people. I'm going to speak life into them. I think you won't be able to help but invest and disciple people for for Christ. Come on. For the Lord. I love it, man. Discipleship. Do it. Risky business. Follow the mama duck. No. (laughs) T-shirts, maybe, question mark. Do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. It will not be cut. Mere conversations. Peace.